podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in, oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello, welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me, the podcast for fans of Northampton Town. I'm Charles and here's Danny, who didn't make it to Six Fields on Saturday. Hello. And then there's his, Neil and Chesie, who did. Hello. Have you thawed out yet, guys? You okay? Yeah, I'm still cold. Still cold, Jeffy. I'm not surprised, yeah, I'll be honest. Still cold. Not sure I like being singled out there, Charles, if I'm honest. What, that you didn't make it? I feel like a, feel like a part-timer. Well... Is that my fault or your fault? There, there will be no more Harry Bows next time you sit next to me, Charles. Okay. Also, bullying in the workplace is not big, yeah, but clever. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't realise any of you got paid. Hey, not all jobs are paid. Okay, good point. Well made. Um... We go all night, Charles. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's going to be one of those. Isn't it? <laughs> Great. Lovely stuff. Um, so... Uh, I mean, Danny, I presume, actually, out of the three of us, you were probably better off, I'll be honest, because A, you didn't have to watch Northampton nil, Tranmere nil, and B, I dare say, you were nice and warm. I wasn't. I was in Birmingham. Oh. Why were you Which there? Which is cold. Christmas and why, market. And why, oh. Well, were you warmed by mulled cider? Mulled wine Ooh. and a humongous hot dog. Not hot dog. Bratwurst. Of course, yeah, which yeah. let's be honest, they are mm-hmm. a hot dog. Yeah, but it was like it was like this big. It's not that doesn't work for a podcast, but no, <laughs> you can you can imagine. And it was coming out it's coming out the ends of the roll. The roll wasn't even big enough. Oh, it's enjoyable. It is enjoyable. Uh, apart from I couldn't keep up with my beloved town, which was for sad. Yeah, um, is, is uh, it yeah. frustrating when you can't? No, yeah, going I don't on. like it. I don't like it when I can't even listen to the commentary. It's, it's unnerving. Unnerving. Yeah, you didn't miss a lot this weekend, though, Danny. So don't worry. No, but no. Maybe I like the misery, as Mrs. <laughs> Doyle, Mrs. Doyle once said. <laughs> oh, well, me. when 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 I found and located Neil at half time, mm. uh, judging by our words to each other at half time, which were literally cold in it. And I was like, yeah, it is. That, that, well, that was our assessment of the 45 minutes that we'd witnessed. We weren't really interested in the football. We were just interested in the fact that it was freezing cold. So I think that kind of measures the barometer of entertainment for you there, Danny. So I don't think you missed anything too drastic. Yeah. Well, I know you didn't. No, you, I don't think you did either. And I, that was reflected, I think, quite well in our three-word reviews on Twitter. Uh, we had quite a few replies um, this week. Uh, Chris Bayliss and a few others, they chose to ignore the actual football and they concentrated on the crowd, saying, need for atmosphere. I think that was aimed mostly at you, Neil. And uh, Tom Wayne (laughs) went with no cutting edge, which I think sums it up in the end because it was a bit dull on the pitch. Um, But Neil, I'm interested. Now you've had, because we're recording this on Monday night, now you've had a couple of days to sort of let it sink in. Um... (laughs) How do you feel about that result and the performance now? Uh, it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it might I, be I don't way. think the fact it was so cold helped. Um, <laughs> Neil's been watching every match of like the World Cup as well. So <laughs> to go back to uh, our lovely game must have been quite <laughs> difficult. It's a, bit of a, it's a bit of a come down. Look, I thought we... We played some good stuff at times. Thought we looked slick in areas. We felt like a bit like the age-old problems that we've had for the last year or two cropped back up again in terms of the final third. I don't think we didn't really have any cutting edge at all, really. In fact, I'm not really sure we created a what I would call a clear-cut chance. We had a few half chances, and here and there, there was a couple of shots that were missed and stuff, but there was nothing. They definitely created the. the clearer chances and on that basis you could argue that perhaps they deserve to more deserve to win than we did I think a draw was probably fair um 
I would suggest there's been a we've had a gap, haven't we? So there's probably no reason to panic or anything. There was probably a bit of rustiness there. Um, I'm still in a good position in the league. It was just frustrating because it was it was it was a winnable game. I mean, Tranmere weren't they, they set up well and they were well drilled and they played pretty well on the break at times. Um, their two centre backs I thought were excellent. Mm. Um, but they yeah. weren't. I don't, that said, I don't think they're going to be one of these teams that are going to trouble the top seven. Particularly, they might flirt with the playoffs a little bit of stuff, but they didn't look particularly great. But nor did we really. So I thought it's difficult. And I thought for periods of time we looked like the better team, and we looked more polished, and we looked like the team that's higher up in the table. We didn't create much. No, I th- this was it for me. Was that I, I agree with you. We did look better we looked like we were a team that was higher up the table i agree but it was just the everything in the final third just wasn't sharp enough it wasn't we, we've talked about it before where we've kind of felt last season and this that essentially once we get into that top third we almost don't know quite what we're doing with it or we don't quite see the the drills that maybe you see with other other teams where they they look to do exactly you know the same thing over and over again maybe that's get it out wide or they try a through ball or they you know whatever it might be that they're doing whereas with us i mean this is probably a positive to our play as much as a negative but i think we've got we try to do so many different things but is it one of those where you're maybe spreading yourself thin? What, what's the jack of all trades rather than a master of none kind of thing? Uh, I don't agree with that. Okay. Because I think back to when we were very one-dimensional mm. and that didn't work either. And I also look at, for example, I can probably, and I'm this, I'm not singling him out personally, but Mitch, bless him, his, his corners were atrocious on Saturday. Mm. And he will say that on his own admission. Uh, and I think like four in the first half went straight to their keeper. So even those things that we can do routinely and things that we tend to keep to one style. So we're not a kind of team that really does many short corners. So one basic element that it always follows the same path wasn't being do- done correctly on Saturday, whether that's been consistent throughout the season or not. I don't know, but particularly, well, I do know because I've watched it, but <laughs> in terms of opinion base, but in terms of Saturday, we, we did, you're right. We lacked a big cut and edge, but also as well, they sussed out McGowan pretty quickly. And then our width was kind of stopped because as soon as Burge set, set out to go towards McGowan, McGowan was found out because their defense, as Neil said, was very, very organized. So we, we didn't have much width. And then up front didn't seem to click like it normally does. And then the chances that we did have, you're right, we almost like stall in the Mm. final third. And that's really frustrating because when you're sat in the stands, you can actually see exactly where the ball needs to go. And they don't seem to see that. Yeah. And and, And I think as well, actually, sorry, we're being quite harsh, I think, given that we're third in the table. But I think if we don't start, doing these kinds of things, we'll slip down pretty quickly. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think you should always strive to be better. That That's how I look at it and, and, and think of it that way. In the first half, I was sat in the East Stand because I was there for this um, the, the Planet League presentation. And I was in row D, so I was very, very close to the pitch and right down at the level of where the players were. D for dunce. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I was quite annoyed by Odomeo. Not his fault at all, this, by the way. But because he's not left-footed, there were so many times when the ball came out to him on the left. And you really wanted him to just take the player on and then to get a cross in. But he constantly had to check back onto his right. And just like you said, Jeffy, that... Uh, they sussed McGowan out quite early on. They did exactly the same with Onomeo because they essentially just kept trying to show him down the outside of which he doesn't have a left foot that is good enough for him to cross the ball in accurately. So we kind of, every time it got to that point, it stalled. And then what I seem to notice, I'd say in the final 10 minutes of the first half, we actually stopped passing it to him. 
even though he was in good positions. There was one time when Sean McWilliams looked up, saw Odomeo was free, and chose instead to try and get a pass into Bowie, I think it was, rather than spread the ball out wide. Because essentially, I imagine, he thought, well, Odomeo's not going to be able to cross this ball in. So what's the point? While I think Odomeo had two excellent games against both Gillingham and Bradford, I just would rather have had Lintot, I think, on the left. Oh, sorry, Haynes on the left, sorry. Lintot, who they're famously right-footed as well. Yeah, sorry. It, Haynes <laughs> is who I meant. I would have rather have had Haynes on the left, who is left-footed, to be able to cross it in with his left foot and take that defender on. It, it was a real bugbear, I think, in that first half. And we've seen it before, haven't we, with Brady, Danny, where he'll choose a right-footer, or a left footer to play on the right side as he did in the playoffs when he put Mills there. And now this season, he seems to be putting Odomeo out on the left. He, like, he likes the little dink in, doesn't he? Like cut inside. But as soon as you see that as an opposition, you think, I know where you're going, don't you? Mm. So it's, it's hard. But, but I think we've been a little bit harsh. I think Odomeo has had good games. And I think Tramiel were just better at dealing with it than the other teams we played have, ironically, who were better in the last couple of weeks, like Bradford, and just couldn't cope with it at all. And I think we just... It's good to be nitpicking, I think, because we're obviously in a position where we can go up and and get in the top three. But I think we are going to have games like this when it's just going to be a bit frustrating, especially at home. Can I defend Odomeo? Go on. Thought he had a pretty good game. Yeah, hmm? so did I. Thought he was, thought he was one of the better Charles. ones. Bloody hell, Charles. I know, <laughs> I did. <laughs> no, I, did think, I thought he was one of the better ones on, on Saturday. And, and nobody really... I mean, I know we're going to come on to Lee Burge. Um got man of the match, didn't he? I thought Williams was excellent. I disagree. I love this because I said exactly the same thing. So confused as to what actually happens. <laughs> this is why you should come to the like, games. This is a roller coaster. I feel like I'm living the game. Who did play well? <laughs> so I, I'm going to disagree. And and I, again, I I am being harsh. And it's not a reflection on, on his whole game. It's just a reflection on something that I think he needs to improve. And I'm not a footballer. I don't claim to be able to play football um, or kick a ball properly for that matter. Um, And I couldn't do it myself. However, what concerns me about Sean McWilliams, he's a very good all-round midfielder. I really like the way he plays and I like how aggressive he is. And I really like the fact that when we're in a bit of trouble, he can pull us out of it pretty quickly. However, particularly in the first half, he failed to pick a pass to the two anybody it just went astray straight straight to one of the Tramway players and for me for McWilliams to be up there with some of the greatest kind of youth team players coming through and and at the one of our own players as such he needs to develop that area a little bit more because on Saturday that was missing and there was two or three times when we were free on the break and he didn't pass to one of our players. He didn't pass accurately enough and it got intercepted. Can I Can I just... We watched the England game last night, right? And it was on ITV. I think it was Ian Wright was talking about Harry Maguire. And I'm, I'm, I'm laughing while I say this because I can't believe I'm making this comparison. But one of the things that Ian Wright said about Harry Maguire was that he would keep trying to make that pass, to split the defence, no matter what. It was before the game and they were talking about, look, he's been poor for his club, for Man United, but look, he will still try and make this pass and he'll still attempt to do it. He doesn't seem to have really lost confidence in his ability because when it works, it, it really does work. And there were a couple of times in this tournament that he's done that fairly well. I think Sean McWilliams, I think you are being very harsh on him, Jeffrey, Oh, I am. I know I am. Because at least he's trying to make no, the I pass. No, I am. Yeah. And that's, I'd be more worried if he'd stopped trying. No, I, I agree I'm with call, the fact that I'm being harsh. I'm going to call bullshit, Jeffy. I'm not going to call it harsh. I'm going to call it bullshit. <laughs> you go for it. But that's what was my, that was my observation. And I love, I love the fact all three of us are polarised. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the beauty of football, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, I think he's. It. He is in our top three players, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he's coming to his own. Currently. Uh, he, he, all, all season, I think he has been. Um, I, I think he, Yeah, I think he's been good this season. Not and and three, he's got better think. as it's gone on as well. He has got better. He's controlling games. He's the driving force in in our midfield. Yes, you're right to a point, Jeffy. There was a few misplaced passes. But 
I, think, I agree with you, Charles. He's trying them. He's trying some diagonals and stuff. They're not always going to come off. He's, a, you know, he's currently a League Two player. That's what's expected. He is passing. I think has improved immeasurably in his development and stuff. So yeah, look, and I know we're nitpicking, and I know that's exactly what you're doing, Jeffy. But I will not hear a bad word about him. So no, <laughs> I love the way. Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think ultimately, what what is important to note is that you're absolutely right in what you say, say Neil, we are nitpicking so much and we kind of have to, because we're in a position where we're third and, you know, having this platform like we do, it's really important that we do do it because if we don't, then we're just going to be saying, Oh, we're amazing. When actually the reality is we're a league two club, right? So there's always something to improve on. But I think if you, if you picked out all 11 players that started on that pitch, I could find fault in all 11 players, on Saturday, right? It's just something I noticed. But let's, uh, you know, let's just talk about that for a moment because yes, we are third in the league and yes, you can look at it and say, right, well, that point, you know, put us five points clear of fourth place and therefore the playoffs. So there's a positive way of looking at it, of course. But if we just look at our home form at the moment, it's not very good. We've not won at home since September. Our record is 1-5, oh, no. drawn 3 We haven't played two. much. <laughs> no, 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 I know. But our, but our away form is is much better at 6-3 and 1. And, of course, we've we've lost in, in the, the paint trophy or whatever the hell it's called these days, pizza card. That don't count. Take that out. Well, no, I, okay, fine. But in the league, we, we've not won since September. It's not, it's not great. We've lost to Salford. We've had two draws against um, Sutton and then... Um, Newport, Newport, and now we've had a, and, and then we, yeah, well, yeah, and, and now we've had another draw. It's not great, oh, so is it? And the home fans are going to be going, and I, I understand the frustration of when you're at Sixfields watching as a home fan. You know, we've just had these two incredible performances. I, granted that there's been a, a two week break, but Gillingham and Bradford really well. Gillingham was fairly standard, wasn't it? I guess, but Bradford was superb as a result and as a performance. So you go with a bit of expectation to six fields on Saturday, thinking to yourself, if they play the way that they did against Bradford, we are going to have bums off seats football. It is going to be fun. And then what we actually got was a bit of a damp squib. Yeah. Our performances at home have been shocking. Absolutely shocking. And I've been to like the last three and they've been horrific. Sorry. That's just true. It's it's the the difference is right. Teams at six fields, tough place to go with, flying relatively high in the league and stuff they're essentially coming not that not to discredit any of them but they're coming kind of not to lose and i'm not saying that they're all setting up completely defensively you know 10 men behind the ball or anything but they are coming to play a bit on the counter and stuff and we, we struggle to break them down and it's a bit more slow paced for us and it, it's more difficult away from home it's almost like the roles are reversed and we're really really good at counter counter attacking and we're we're really really good at exploiting that. So it's, it's if anything, I think it suits us to play away from home because teams ex- teams at home naturally will go and try and win the game, which then means we can pick them off. So I think that's it's as simple as that. I think we have to find a way to be a bit more. And and actually, when uh, Epia came on, I thought it was only a brief cameo, and I know he didn't really do much, but the ball stuck to him a little bit, and he, it just looked like we instantly had a bit more creativity. Mm. I'd I say that. I, I was a bit worried, though, when we made the changes. So Hilton and Apare came on, um, and there instantly seemed to be this huge gap between our back four and everybody else. Mm. And that was when Tranmere really came into it with their with their counter-attack. I think Hemmings and... In, it, Hemmings was good. I wouldn't say he was great, but Hemmings was good for Tranmere because he, he got on the ball a lot. I mean, he didn't really pose that much of a threat. He put a pretty good chance easily wide without really being under too much pressure. But Morris, their number seven, was fantastic. And between them, I I genuinely actually do think that we were lucky in a way to come away without losing in the end. Because as you said right at the start, Neil, they definitely had the much better clear-cut chances. They did, yeah. I mean, in the first half... (laughs) <laughs> how they didn't score. Lee Burge has pulled off some great saves this season, but my word, and I'll hold my hands up right now. Where I was sat, I didn't really see it. All I saw was 
the ball going over towards a Tranmere player who was completely unmarked. And I thought, well, this is 1-0. And then somehow it wasn't in the net. It came back out to him or the guy that was next to him. And well, it still didn't go in. And I was just like, I, I, I no idea until I saw the highlight how it actually stayed out. It it's was insane. tremendous. It defies he defies gravity and any kind. He's he's. I think I honestly think he went to Hogwarts <laughs> because I it nothing makes sense when you watch Lee Burge in the nicest possible way. Nothing makes sense. So exactly like you, Charles, I sat there and I went right. They've left him unmarked. Right, that's one nil done. And no matter what situation we seem to find ourselves in, and. And, you know, let's face it, he's going to concede some goals along the way, Lee Burge. But there are so many situations so far this season where I, where he does the impossible. Like, he has no right to save the first one, let alone get back up and save the second. And he just seems to be everywhere where you don't imagine him to be. And I just can't get my head around the skill that he provides. And I, me and Sean were talking about it the other day, and... I actually think he's the best goalkeeper I've seen in a cobbler shirt ever. Ooh. In terms of shot stopping, ever. I've uh, e- even with Lee Harper years ago. I he's he does things and puts himself in places where I, I've never seen before. In terms of like his awareness and just That's reaction, <laughs> everything. <laughs> I was waiting for Neil to say something so was ridiculous. I. <laughs> he said it <laughs> up. Failed. It was well set up. Well, I managed to finish it. <laughs> well Something like Danny Hilton on, on Saturday. Oh, oh don't. don't. Oh, don't. Oh, don't. Oh. I, will ne- I, I, I just... Charles's reaction, because Charles was sat next to me, Charles's fuming. reaction was a thing of beauty. Fuming. It really was. Absolutely fuming. I mean... The, you, threw, you threw a full strop, oh, which well, I was quite impressed oh. with. So I, I moved. Stop I moved, your feet. <laughs> I did a little bit. Yeah, I moved over to the west end <laughs> in the second half to sit with Jesse, and we were right in line, weren't we, with the cross coming in from Hoskins? And Hilton just didn't move. He just didn't. He didn't even try to get on the end of it. He just stood still, and I know he might be lacking in confidence because he's not scored yet. But you cannot score if you don't try. And it, it, my reaction was basically, I'm done with him because I'm, I'm, I'm really fed up. Last season, I, I didn't really enjoy Danny Rose throwing himself to the floor all the time. I, I, I know why it was being done, and I accept that it is part of the game. But I don't enjoy watching it happen. This year, you've got to be good at it. Yeah, this year Danny Hilton has come in and basically done exactly the same when. He was hyped up. The Luton manager, which I appreciate he's not the Luton manager anymore, is he? He's a Southampton manager, Nathan Jones. He said that he was going to be the top scorer in League Two and the best signing in League Two. Well, neither of those have, have come true whatsoever. The, the amount that this signing was built up, the expectation was sky high. And he's a flop. He's a complete I... and utter flop. I think that there was two elements on Saturday that made me cross, and I know they made you cross as well. The first one, I think, actually, that that I didn't think about until you mentioned it to me, Charles, on the day. And you said, actually, the reason Danny Hilton didn't move was because he didn't trust that Hoskins would get the ball because Hoskins was was chasing it, and it didn't look like he would get to it. But regardless of whether he is or isn't going to get to it, as a professional footballer, you run and you get into the position where you anticipate the ball. Secondly, it was lazy. And I'm not accusing him as a player of being lazy, but in that moment, it was lazy. And and I think that reflects maybe how Cobblers fans feel a little bit. I think you've just said, you know, you, you're done with it. Well, I don't think I'm done with it necessarily, but what I need to see is more from him. And... I, you know, we had uh, what game was it with the masterclass where he came on and and someone got sent off and blah blah blah. I can't remember what game it was. Stop we what, what, stop what. Yeah, stop what. We need him for games like that, and that's really important. But what we can't have is just that one element being used. 
He needs to be utilised on the pitch, but he needs to be giving himself the opportunity to be utilised and that's not happening. And that's a wage bill. I think that's what I'm most frustrated with is that, I mean, obviously I don't know how much anyone's paid, but I'd imagine that Hilton is one of our top earners. I think that's probably oh, without a, a doubt, fair yeah. guess. And that coupled with, you know, essentially it not working is is what leads to me getting so frustrated and, and being so annoyed. And then in situations like that, getting angry about it and just basically deciding that, I, you know, I'd, I'd rather not see him come on. If he's not going to try to go and get that ball, I, I just, you know, even John Brady said in post-match, and John Brady very rarely singles anybody out, especially by name. And he said that Hilt should have got there to, to win the game for us. It's that thing, right? If he'd have got there and missed, so be it. I mean, I still would have been annoyed, but at least you'd got, at least you'd got there. It's that, like, you just stood there. <laughs> like, I you didn't think... even anticipate. You've got one job as a striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball's coming into the box, anticipate it. Doesn't matter whether you think it's going to go out. And t- like, so look at the, the the goal at Bradford when um, Bowie cut it back. He had to slide to keep that in, right? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, to me, it just smacked of just being on his heels and I don't know, going through the motions a bit. Maybe he's at that stage in his career where he is just going through. It. Maybe is it's, it's not something you can throw someone's way or anything because he's obviously quite passionate and stuff but maybe he just doesn't quite have the same drive as he as he used to maybe he's in the twilight of his career I don't know who knows I don't think it's a confidence thing with him either like it doesn't strike me as someone who would go through these confidence losses no he strikes me as someone who would even if he's not scoring he'll keep going and keep keep going it just seems to be like like the desire to get there doesn't it and yeah it's frustrating but I don't know if it's like part of the way we play either, because Danny Rose obviously did the same job last year, didn't score any goals. It's gone Stevenage and scored a bag full of goals. Um, like how's that happened? Because yeah, so we put a lot the, of the way we play. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. yeah. And, and it's the type of players where you'd think you trust to go and manoeuvre something out of nothing, don't you? And that's what I was expecting from him in the summer to to be able to move on a move on a tuppence, <laughs> what to say, and um, and create some space for himself and use that kind of knowledge to. To nick us a, a few points, but it's just not—it's not happened yet. I'm not giving up on him just yet, but I mean, Apare offered more. His hair's exactly. grown back, yeah. so his hair's grown back. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't recognise oh, him when he went down the touchline to warm up. This is completely like, off, this? completely off topic. Um, speaking of hair, not really, but Louis Apare. You seen his mm. dog? No, oh, I'd like to see his dog. Please tell me he dog. looks like him. Is that what you're going to say? He do, yeah, <laughs> 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 he does look a little bit like him. He, <laughs> Following, um, How have you be... seen his dog? Uh, uh, Instagram. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, probably blocks his, now. In a bush in his garden. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, yeah, Instagram. Get, get on there. I'm probably blocked now. <laughs> That's <laughs> it now, yeah. But Done. lovely dog. Yeah. That's my contribution for the pod. Oh, good, good. Um, just, to, just to finish <laughs> off the, uh, the, the Tranmere game chat, um, from each of you, one point gained or two points dropped? What are you saying? Two points dropped. Point gained for me. It was, look, you want to average two points, right? Won our last away game, draw our last home game, that's four points, right? So, it's, look, you ain't going to win every game. I mean, it's those those sort of games are more important not to, not to lose. So, I think a point gained in that respect. Cool. Danny? Mm, uh, I think because of what happened last season, I'm already I'm on, I'm on edge about any points dropped. So, I'm going to go dropped just because... I just know what it's like at the end of the season when you're looking for them extra couple of points to stop you going down below the line on goal difference. <laughs> so somebody said just... the exact opposite. I, I don't know who it was. I can't remember. But somebody said to me the exact opposite, which was at the end of the season, that might be a really valuable point. And it, it's true. It's not, but it, it's, it's not time, a certain point, is it? It's not a certain or Newport point. It feels a no. bit different to that, doesn't it? Because I think Tramway were a decent enough team. So. Mm, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, brilliant. Uh, well, look, before we dive into Neil's post bag, let me remind you of our Christmas fundraiser. We're raising money for the NTFC Community Trust, who do so much good in the community, including putting on their extra time hubs on a Monday morning. Uh, the hubs give older fans the opportunity to get together at Sixfields to socialise with others, play games, and importantly, keep fit. We're raising money for them by selling an amazing A4 size print of John Joe O'Toole's goal at Luton 
from 2015. Designed with help from our friends at RLS Print and Design, it costs just £10, which we're giving straight to the Community Trust. You can buy one on our website at cobblers2me.com forward slash shop, or now you can pop into Cafe Track on the Market Square in Northampton, where obviously you will save on the postage cost. Um, There are a limited Mm. amount available so make sure to go and get yours quick and help us raise a load of money for the NTFC Community Trust this December. It's cobblers2me.com forward slash shop. Okay, let's do some post bag. It's time to read your letters out, but things have changed, so listen out. If you want to write about Northampton Town, you'll need to write this next bit down. Just have a rant or just some fun at podcast at cobblers2me.com. No matter if we lose or win, send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Is that me? It is you. (laughs) Funny that, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> it's funny how that works, isn't it? Every time, it always gets me. Every single time. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Yeah, we have got, I've got a, a bulging sack. Ooh, love it. Be pleased to know. It's getting close to Christmas, of course. So mm. I think the sack is going to continue to grow. Does it become a Santa sack at Christmas time? <laughs> you want to be very careful with your wording. <laughs> you'll have, you'll have young Ross Spokes blushing. <laughs> uh, right. Here we've got one from Ryan Eldred. Oh, Dear man. Neil. Hmm. What belongs on a Christmas dinner? Oh, what belongs Ooh. on a Christmas dinner? What food wise, obviously? Oh, it must be food. Okay. Yeah. Okay, right. Pigs in blankets are yeah. the first thing. Yeah, pigs pigs if I haven't got twenty yeah. pigs in blankets, then yeah. my parents have failed. I have stuffing. I pigs in yeah. blankets on a roast on Sunday. Nice. Yeah, yeah, agree. It's, Danny, you're in the right, you're in the Danny, right no, 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 no. I'm not on board with this. I am sorry. Oh, it's on. a Christmas dra- day treat. Why should you? Why should you? No, why, no, 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 in the no shops. I don't get this. Why it's a festive treat. Should it's a festive you treat, yeah. restrict yourself to having such an amazing exactly. piece of food excellence on just yes. one day or one week of the year? I, I say treat yourself more often, Jeffy. I will argue yeah. as well, well. I will argue most carveries... I'm not going to name them. There's numerous, obviously. You know, everyone knows about carveries. Most carveries yeah. offer you little little two pound upgrade for an extra yes. Yorkshire, and also some pigs in blankets. Very I'm not on board with this. Very I'm quite point. offended by this. No, no. The farmer in me is not happy with it. If that's in the <laughs> shop, I'm getting it. Yes, agreed. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah, it's there. Pigs and blankets are definitely on Christmas dinner. Yeah. If uh, I go to a Christmas dinner without one, I'll, I'll be fuming. Oh, they've got to be there. I believe. Right? <laughs> yes, so would I. So throw would the I. food I back. Where the fuck Charles? are the pigs in blankets? <laughs> yeah. Throw the table over. What the fuck's this? Get out. Uh, I, I, I also. Uh, I mean, this is a, a Christmas tradition in in my house, which uh, was to have sausage meat as Ooh. well. So you'd have some sausage as meat, well. flavored as well. It wouldn't just be, you know, just plain old sausage meat. There'd be some. You sort can of get. Can, you can get sausage, sausage meat. meat stuffing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's basically kind of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Can I be controversial? Of course you can. Sprouts. If you say too much sausage, I was going <laughs> to. No, no, no. Never, never too much sausage. Sprouts. I agree with that. Sprouts. Yeah. yeah love on a Christmas sprout. dinner. Bit of bacon yeah. with them as well. Bit, bit of diced bacon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Get that in there. Get it in there. Hello. On, I've, not, I've not had the pleasure. I'll be honest. Oh, no. oh, cream. Yeah, a bit of, like cream, cream sauce with your oh, right. sprouts. Okay. Mm. No, I'm not on board with that. I might come oh, to try yours, it. Neil. Butter. Try it with the bacon. You're not welcome. Oh. Try it with the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, that's your Christmas what about, present going back. <laughs> <laughs> what about Yorkshire's? Yeah. Oh, now, I'm, I, oh, now I, I like a Yorkshire, so don't get me wrong here. Like love a Yorkshire pudding. But I've heard some people say that they don't belong on a Christmas dinner. I've had never had them on a Christmas dinner ever in my life. Why don't they belong on a Christmas dinner? No, I, well, I don't actually know because I wouldn't mind. Either way, if they were there, happy. If yeah. not there, there's enough food, I think, for me to be okay with and You'd not miss right them. Yeah. But I, I've heard people say before that Yorkshire puddings don't belong on a Christmas dinner. And it's 
It's one that I'm not sure whether I can get on board with. I'm, I'm fully on board. With Are it. you on board with bread sauce? No. No, not fun. No, I feel that's too much. I don't get it. I don't bread get sauce. it. No, I'm I was, trying to I'm, think of what else I have on my Christmas. Well, well turkey. Here's Obviously, the well, I was going to say, what, what meat yeah. are you having? Are you going with a turkey or are you going with a? What, what's the other one that you can have? What's lamb, the, is it? Three birds. Lamb, gammon. Gammon. If you have gammon on Christmas gammon. Day, just leave right yeah, now. Neil. You can. Yeah, not on its own. You have the turkey as well. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I was going to say not as the main attraction. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're telling me you eat a pig and a tur- and a turkey. Well, not all of it. You can only not have one. <laughs> Brilliant. No, right. I'm going to go back to the carveries. When you go to a carvery, what meat do you want? All three, please. Yeah, or, or Can you four. Do that? Well, when if you go to yeah. a farm, Danny, you, have only you never asked for all of it. No, I also only get the. I've only ever been to a couple, no. but they all always ask for all they of say, it. All three. They say this or this. No, poor, no. poor. no, no. No, you're allowed all three. No. Or, or four. I've never sometimes been to all four. Sometimes it's four. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. You're missing out. I don't understand. This is. This is a world that I don't live in. I've never been to a carvery. I don't understand it. Roast potatoes, by the way. Don't you've never been to a carvery? No, because on, we don't someone... have them here. We just have big farms. I and mean, just someone, eat whatever oh, you like. Someone get Jeffy to a carvery. Yeah, yeah, somebody take her Start out. a campaign. Get Jeffy campaign. to a carvery. Christmas campaign. <laughs> is there anything else in the uh, in the post bag? There is. Yeah. Like I said, it was relatively bulging. Um, we have got one from Matthew Crane. Dear Neil, just seen Brazil's third goal versus South Korea. What's the chance of Cobblers recreating that goal against Harrogate on Saturday? Can I say as much chance as there was of Mitch Pinnock recreate, recreating the Ababuka scoop on against Yeah, Trump. I haven't it seen the, happen, the, so the third goal, so I don't know. The Abascooper. Yeah. The Abascooper. <laughs> Love it. Love Look, it we don't know on that one, do we? No, I, I haven't seen it either. Too busy recording. No, I'm it. assuming it's not many, not much chance. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with 12%. <laughs> That's so very, that's very relatively, precise. <laughs> relatively high. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got one from uh, Malcolm in the middle. I love the way uh, that you make it sound like you genuinely are just dipping your hand in and, and pulling one out at random. What do you mean I am? Well, <laughs> well he's moving about, Charles. <laughs> Open the envelope. Come on. Oh, yeah, I opened it. Charles interrupted with me. I was mid, mid-flow. Sorry. Sorry. No, it's Sorry. Right. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, Malcolm in the middle. So, dear Neil, with Christmas fast approaching, which members of the Cobblers squad do you think are on Santa's naughty list and whose Christmas stocking will be positively bulging? P.S. Hoping to catch up with a few of the slackers in Harrogate this weekend for the lunchtime kickoff. Keep up the great work. Malcolm in the middle. Right, naughty list. Hmm. Okay. Danny Yeah, I was just about to say Danny <laughs> Hilton. <laughs> I feel like you're yeah. primed for this, Jeffy, as a teacher. You okay, so Danny, Danny Hilton's definitely on it. Mitch Pinnock is... Uh, Mitch Pinnock has um, basically been given like a final warning from his mum and dad that he'll be on the naughty list if he doesn't... If he doesn't... Um, if he doesn't sharpen up. Because I reckon, I reckon he's a little bit of a uh, tyrant... Oh. If that makes sense, Tiny. I reckon he's the he's the he's the wind up merchant. He's a cheeky he's like, chappy, is he? He is the cheeky one. Oh, I reckon that's not Mitch necessarily naughty list, though, is it? No, can't put naughty list oh, for that. Oh, maybe. Um, I <laughs> think that Lee Burge basically deserves everything that Santa that he wants Santa to get him on his list because, okay. frankly, you know, of genius, course, obviously, uh, obviously Sam Hoskins. Yeah, tick, 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 tick. Santa Claus, Definitely. yeah. Santa Claus is happy with him. Uh, who else can we put on there? I reckon, yeah. That's not too bad, I think. Yeah. I, I, I think Santa will be pleased overall, let's be honest. Hmm. Overall, I would I would say that most of the squad would be getting uh, delightful presents from Father Christmas. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think anyone will be on the naughty list come Christmas Eve. Put it that way. I think Danny Hilton would be. Done. Mm. <laughs> Get him on the list. Poor Leave Danny Hilton. Danny Hilton there. strikes me as a sort of guy that would wait to see the elves <laughs> and then he'd, he'd punch him. <laughs> <laughs> he'd wind, he'd wind them up. No, no, no. What he'd do is he'd wind them up trying to get them to punch him first. That's, the, that's your title of this week's pod, Charles. Danny Hilton punches elves. <laughs> <laughs> 
It definitely isn't, but there we go. Um, on, <laughs> on, the, uh, <laughs> on Malcolm's bit about Harrogate, <laughs> shall we... Uh, I, I mean, it's, yeah, the... it's been shall a bit of a mixed reaction yeah. to the change of kickoff. Obviously, the game's now kicking off at one o'clock, in, in basically to give, to give Cobblers fans the chance to get back to Northampton, i.e. home, to watch England versus France in the World Cup quarterfinals. I think on this... I think it's really important before we talk about it to highlight that actually it's all stemmed from the EFL this afternoon, I think, hasn't it? I think uh, a a collection of clubs requested from the EFL. So it's kind of meant that every club has had to come forward now and, and put that point across to the opposition. So I think clubs' hands have been tied a little bit with it. And I think that foresight has not been used by the EFL more so than the clubs. So I know that Rotherham and Bristol City's match was changed two or three weeks ago because they'd foresaw that this might happen. I've seen that on Twitter, whether that's correct, I don't know. I think, I don't think you're going to win either way you put it. So if you bring it forward, people are going to whinge. They've got to get up too early and it's a long way away. If you don't bring it forward, then you get people whinging that they can't watch the match. I think all in all, my opinion of it is that if the EFL actually looked further forward and thought this could be a weekend that has a problem because of the World Cup, let's change these kickoffs, then that would have been much easier. But you do also have to give them a little bit of credit in the fact that how difficult this in the first place is just to work out because we didn't know whether we were going to have a pause. We didn't know whether we were going to carry on. you got some people, particularly in the championship, who are playing with less of a squad because some are on international duty. So, the logistics of it all is a nightmare. This is never going to happen again. So I think regardless of whether we're kicking off at one or whether we're kicking off at three, nev- not everybody's going to be happy with this situation. Yeah, is what I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, I do think that... Uh, I'm just trying to be a realist, and, and you've said it there, that I think either way you were going to upset someone. It's a very tough position, I think, for the clubs to be in. Um, and I would argue that, you know, the people that you should be angry at really are FIFA for allowing a World Cup to be um, in winter. It's ridiculous. Um, but I kind of, I, look, I completely understand and I sympathise with everybody that is annoyed by the change. Those people that have bought train tickets that are now going to have to be changed and, uh, you know, I know as well as everybody else, trying to get a refund out of a train company for basically because you want to take a different train is like getting blood from a stone. It won't happen. So is it fair on those fans that they're now going to have an additional expense to go to a game that they've already paid for that they thought the kickoff time was three o'clock and now it's one? Um, it's not very fair on that at all. However, I can see why the club have done it. In, in terms of the, they're basically saying, look, you know, there's only, what is it, 500 tickets for Harrogate, I think, that, that we get, not the greatest amount. The vast majority of fans would probably, as, as they probably do anyway, would usually go to one of these fixtures on a supporter's coach. They may be thinking, well, look, we need to get those coaches back to Northampton quick, make sure that they don't miss the England game. So therefore, let's change the kickoff time. I, I you know, I, I just think that the precedent is already there for changing kickoffs at, at fairly, you know, I say short notice, but realistically, it's reasonable. I think there's a bit of a, a bit of a, I don't know. It's easy for me to say I'm not going. But, <laughs> well, there is that. I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm not out of pocket, so it's very easy for me to sit here and say this. But I don't know. it's two hours. Right, I know you might have to pay an extra 15 quid or whatever or it might affect your plans slightly and stuff look it's not the end of the world is it is it i just like, i don't know how, i don't know how it's been allowed to happen like, how, like we've we've known long enough to in advance that this is happening right agreed well, and that, we've had the, we've had been left late uh, we've had the schedules from whatever date it's been like we knew that it was a possibility it's just no um was it jeffy you said there's just no force no bruce foresight to <laughs> to any of this <laughs> um 
and it just it it just feels really silly that we're in this position in the first place. That the fact they haven't been able to look, oh, you know, maybe England will get to potentially this round. Can we just make it a blanket that weekend, uh, an earlier kickoff, and just save everyone the issues in the first place? And it's it's it just stinks of just last minute planning again. And it's, and yeah, and I do really feel sorry for the people that have that have spent a lot of money and planned a whole day and whole weekends around it. And you know, if I was a fan going there and England kicked off at seven and I've, I'm, it kicks off at three. I don't know. Probably finding another way of doing it. If you really want to watch the England game, you'll find something on your phone. You'll find you'll change your travel find plans a, a little bit. Maybe you'll find a pub. You'll yeah. you'll like extend your stay if you can. You'll, you do everything you can if you're really really desperate to watch the England match. But I don't know. My priority is always going to a cobbler's games. In, and we in are going to lose sense, against but... France, so it's really inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> is really also true. Worry about it. Also okay. true. But Charles <laughs> put his hand up. Uh, yeah. Oh, has he? <laughs> I, I, I have it's been very funny to watch. If we've been, if we'd have been. Thanks, Neil. If we'd have finished second in the group, and then we'd have played yeah. Holland, the Netherlands, wouldn't we? Yeah. In the game that we've just played and won the, the round of sixteen. Um, we'd then be playing on Friday evening. Now you could argue that well, if we'd have finished second, which by the way, we have. This is the first time we finished top of the group for a ridiculous amount of tournaments. So. You could argue that we're more likely us to finish second, and therefore, it's not the first, surely it's not the first time we finished. Well, that's what they said on the BBC or the ITV. We finished the top day. the Euros. No, we're talking World Cups, Danny. I think. Oh, World well, Cups. Sorry, you know that is a World Cup. Come on, it is a World Cup. Yeah. Um, get it right in the neck tonight, Danny. Yeah, yeah. Out loud. Yeah. Oh. I feel, like, I feel like Danny Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> all daddies uh, <laughs> um, but therefore we would have been playing on on friday night at seven o'clock so changing you know and having a kickoff at, at one o'clock in the afternoon wouldn't have been necessary i i look at it and i just genuinely think right england played on sunday night as soon as we knew the result on monday we had a decision made and it was to be brought forward to an earlier kickoff at one o'clock you know, I, I look at it and I my personal way of looking at it is to say it wasn't set in stone that England were going to play at seven o'clock on a Saturday night on this Saturday. But it was one of two and Once we though. knew, once the club that knew that they were, they made a decision and they worked with Harrogate to change it. Also, can we just point out, I think I said this before, but I'm going to say it again just because it's been it's come up. Um, this might not be us. This I, I per, my personal thought is that it's not actually the vast majority of the clubs. It's the fact that the EFL have come out and made a statement this afternoon. So the EFL made a statement saying we are liaising with clubs who have requested earlier kickoffs. And this has created like a ripple effect. So, so now that the EFL have said, oh, we'll do it, more clubs are asking and then other clubs' hands are tied, right? We don't know whether it's us or whether it's Rotherham and Bristol City or whoever it is. You know, that there, there are... 72 clubs we're talking about here and half of those are away so we there's there's got to be a vast majority of clubs asking for a different kickoff for the EFL to act and for the EFL to make a bit of a statement about it so I don't think it necessarily really comes down to the club and and I know people are frustrated with with finance and and that is what the problem is isn't it it's the financial issue if we're we're setting people out of pocket, that's not fair, but it might not be Northampton Town Football Club that are responsible for that. It might be the wider picture of the EFL making that statement and NTFC thinking, actually, hang on, we need to act here because don't forget, if we don't change our kickoff, or us and Harrogate, sorry, don't change our kickoff and we kick off at three o'clock and every other team in the EFL doesn't, then we look silly. Well, Wimbledon have refused to move. Yeah, good Salford, for them. Yeah. Salford has refused to move as well. So there's two other teams in League yeah. Two that refused. I mean, I don't know. The three o'clock in, in fairness, we don't know. I don't know who they're playing off the top of my head. So I don't. Salford know what played the, Walsall. I know that. Yeah. I don't so know the geographics. Yeah, the geographics are not so huge, right? So if you've got somebody like Exeter playing, I'm just throwing somebody out there. You know, any team up north. Mm-hmm. Stranraer. That's. That's like <laughs> oh, the play Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday. Exactly six seven hours, right? For whoever's away, mm-hmm. right? So you're you're t- they won't get back till the early hours of the morning, max. You know. Yeah, I mean, so you've got to look. This is a wider picture. I, I mean, I, 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 let's just let's go a week ahead further. 
You know, it's the third, fourth place playoff on the following Saturday. Should should the club have Danny? You know, based on the fact yeah. that we've known about this fixture schedule for the World Cup for this long, should we have just basically not had a fixture for three o'clock on that Saturday, the seventeenth of December? No, because that's just the third, in fourth, case fourth playoff. No, it's the third, fourth, fourth playoff. No one cares about that. Yeah, no one cares about that. No, I, you know, but the principles there. Who's tuning in to watch the third place? Principles there. The no, it's not for the third. Not, not, not for the third floor, fourth player. It's not. Why not? Uh, every game at the World Cup is important. That you no, cannot that, turn that game around and say, "Oh, it doesn't matter." That's not important. No, it, doesn't. it doesn't matter. Nobody why does it? it what do they get from it? Because there's a. It doesn't matter. Well, they they decide who, who, whether they're third or fourth. <laughs> who finished third last World Cup, Charles? Good Croatia. There we go. No, no. It runs up. Wasn't us. There you go. Was it us? No, no it wasn't, wasn't us. No. Belgium. Belgium. Yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. Belgium. So it doesn't matter. You can't remember. Just, it doesn't no, matter. I know I know that, but the point still stands in that we've known the schedule and that there is a World Cup game happening that England could be involved in on that day <laughs> at exactly the same time as we would be kicking off a league fixture. But, but, so, so you're saying that you'd rather watch the third floor playoff than watch us play Carlisle? I'm not saying that. Surely, like, I'm, no, not what that. I'm saying no. the precedent would be would have to be the same. No, I don't think it would. Not for that. Of course game. it would. Not of for that. Of course it would. If no, you're gonna no, if you're gonna go back and say, well, we should have had this schedule, this fixture schedule congestion or whatever you want to call it, this, this <laughs> clash made that it wasn't going to clash, then you need to look at every single thing. It all comes back to for me having a World Cup going on in winter during the season. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's where the fault lies. Not with <laughs> our club, move? and not with other clubs. Get them to move. Well, exactly. Move, move the England the game instead. <laughs> if it's in the summer, then there isn't any clash. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. got the perfect the solution, best. Charles. Both teams, because it doesn't matter. Because if everybody in the EFL does this, it doesn't matter. Because it's fair, and it doesn't matter at the end of the season because everyone gets the same amount of points this weekend. Call a truce, right? Call a truce, shake each other's hands, sit on the pitch, get a big screen. Everyone watches the fourth place, third place. No one wants to watch it. Nobody's watching it apart from Charles. Charles is the only viewer. Hey, I'll be dual screening. I'll be dual screening. (laughs) I'll have iFollow on the telly and then I'll have to. I want to see this. I want to see this. I'm going to do it now just to annoy you all. When it's Netherlands, Netherlands, Croatia. God bless Carlisle's game. Don't be silly, it'll be England. Game of the tournament, that. Sounds brilliant. Uh, (laughs) um, Right, if you want to send us anything for the postbag, then you can do. Just send us an email to podcast at cobblers2me.com or get on Twitter, where we're at cobblers2me. Why not? Charles, just a quick notice as well. Mm. Can we say a big well done to the club for having their lovely soup kitchen outside the stands? Um, That was really, really fantastic. And we, we will never really know who genuinely really needs it if they don't say, and that could have made someone's day much better than what it could have been. So well done, you. Yeah, well done. And it was obviously well received because they ran out quite yep. quickly, didn't they? They Charles? did, yeah. Mm. Can I bring up something? Oh, sorry, Neil. Neil's wishes. gone. Oh, sorry, oh, no. it can, seems like points of order. Any other business type. <laughs> <laughs> it is like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can we send our best wishes to Pele? Of course yes. you can, Neil. I'm, I'm devastated, I'll be honest. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, it's horrible. So It's not great. No, I'm officially and fully retiring the Pelé question. I, I think that is quite right. Go on, Pelé. Can I Indeed. add an leader for this, Charles? Sorry. You can, but this I mean... That's, AOB it, off. You, Neil's brought the toad down, so if you bring it back up, that'll be... No, I just... No, not really. I just wanted to say it was good to see John, uh, Johnny Max back on the bench on Saturday as well. Oh, yeah, really that's great. Back. So yeah, glad, glad, yeah. glad to see Well him, done, uh, Johnny Max said. Come on, Johnny. Good stuff. Uh, before we go, um, NTFC women, they're out, Danny, oh, of the I National the plate. League plate. Bloody well, I wanted that plate. I know. They lost 3-2 <laughs> at home to Hull City. They were 2-0 up at half-time as well, Danny. They were, they were coasting, weren't they? Was they were. Keith Curl in charge this week? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, dear. It's, um, oh, it's... yeah, it's... Never say whole play at the same level, albeit not in the same league. They're in the, like the northern version of our league, um, and um, yeah, just incredibly bitterly disappointing. But Danny, look on the positive. Mm-hmm. On. Concentrate on the county cup. Get it, get that in there. Yeah. Get that in there. In that one, yes. Yeah. So I've, I really wanted that plate, Charles. Though <laughs> I'm not going to leave it alone. I wanted that plate. 
Especially yeah. if we won that game in the six fields with a plate, didn't we? And uh, I just know what happened. We heard more about it on Team Talks this this month, but it was it's frustrating when that happens. So it's it's yeah. not it's not them either to do that. It's weird because you kind of go a couple of goals up. This team doesn't really do that a lot. Lead slip. So um, I'm going to um, I, I'm going to hold my hands up here and, and take full responsibility for it oh, no. because yes, you do. Well, at half time, I half time was the first time I actually checked Twitter because I was round at the uh, mother in laws, and it was the first opportunity I had to actually check to see what the score was. Was half time? I saw we were two 0 up, so I tweeted out. You know, I retweeted their uh, post that said it was two 0 at half time, saying the words, "Okay, then time to finish the job in the second half." Oh, Charles! Come on. From that moment on. Everything that was coming out of the Twitter was just whole scoring goals. <laughs> I felt yeah. so bad. So maybe, yeah, so you, maybe so you if should. I just hadn't, if I just hadn't have checked on the score, they wouldn't mm. have lost. There you go. Dear. Very, very disappointed. Very disappointed. Who's next? There you go. It's a good question. I've not checked. I believe we're back in league action though for the first. Oh, I do. <laughs> That's know. a good wild, wild stab. Love that. <laughs> Long eaten. Oh, long eating. Long eating next up. That's who it is. That's, a, that's game. a big game. So, um, rock bottom, aren't they? Yeah, long that's eating? the. Um, I believe, if I'm right in saying this, Danny, that um, mm-hmm. I believe that this will be the first league game for NTFC women in two months. Yeah, there you go. Incredible. Well, we need to make it count. Long eating, uh, Charles. Do you want to know the record this season? I go for it. Uh, bottom of the league to play 10 mm. 1 1. Lost nine, goal difference of minus sixty six. Oh, so this home. is a chance. They're the only team below us at the moment, so we've got to got to make it count. Come on, okay, get down there. Yeah, yeah, and we should be able to go what? up to tenth if we beat them. Yes, um, obviously it depends on results elsewhere. But Leek Town, who are above us, will mm. go equal on eight points with them, but they've got a terrible goal difference of minus ten compared to our yeah. zero. Oh, living so, up to their uh, name, aren't they? Yeah, exactly, leaky. Um, so there you go. That's uh, that's NTFC women. Um, I, I, if I just, I'll just double check. I'll have a look and see. Uh, it's uh, it's away. Long Eaton United on Sunday is away. So if you can get to Long Eaton to cheer the girls on, then then please do. That would be fabulous, and I know that they would really appreciate that. Um, Okay. Uh, any any other business at all from any of you now? Right. Yes. Yes. Really oh, important. Jeffy, uh, yes. Right. Um. <laughs> Please keep an eye out on the old twits because I'm starting my Who Should Go on the Top of Jeffy's Christmas Tree poll as I do every season. So we've had John Joe and we've had Ali Koiki and we've had the animal. So I think we all know who's going on the tree this year, but I'm going to put a poll out anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Keith up there. Is it Gillan Bowser? Gillan Bowser. (laughs) What a name. God. Got about him. him up there. Is it Brent Raheem? Oh, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Nathaniel Wedderburn. Oh, you need a sturdy tree. Petter Mikolander. Nick McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> the real McCoy. Uh, funny. But yeah, so obviously my tree <laughs> will have. A, um, so who's, a do we need to decide who the four people are, who the four players are that are going to be on the poll? Well, Should we decide that now? Last year I rigged it. Well, because I know, I just... yeah, you don't well, need to tell good. everybody that though. Don't rig it. <laughs> yeah, well, I if... rigged it so everyone could see that I rigged it because well, I put Ali Koiki, Ali Koiki, Ali Koiki, Ali Koiki. Okay, well this, <laughs> and... this year we need to do it properly then, Jeffy. So I know, okay. I know that you want Sam Hoskins on the tree, don't you? Yes. So Kevin Amankwa. <laughs> who are we going from the current squad? Who are we going to put on the poll? McWaza. Okay, yeah. Pinnock. Yeah. Burge. Actually, to be fair, Burge is in the running. You can only yeah, have four. four. Is that it? Paul oh, Conway. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Colkin. If, if Burge is pulling off these saves, he'll be at the top of the tree. Tony Dobson. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> I'll put that poll out on Twitter. That'll be there. Right, who are the uh, four again? Sorry. So Sam Sammy. Hoskins, Sean oh, Williams, yeah. Mitch Pinnock, and Lee Burge. Tree Burge. Lee's in the running here. 
Lee is in the running here, but mm. I think Sam Hoskins deserves it. But what do I know? The, the, the people will speak. Okay, I'll pop that on the twits and uh, we'll let everyone vote for it. And then on next week's pod, we'll reveal the winner. Is that okay for you? Yeah, and then on Christmas Eve, he he goes on the tree. Brilliant. Love that. Okay. Paul Dempsey. Danny and I will be back (laughs) on Thursday with the preview show as we look ahead to the trip to Harrogate. Uh, Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Sports Social Podcast Network.